Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we worked and the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros, I come to you today with a little bit of somber news before we get into the episode. I'm not really sure how to break news like this to people, but because this person has come up in several episodes over the years and in passing, and when they were first diagnosed, I let everybody know via housekeeping like this. I just want to let everybody know that on Saturday, September 16th, 2023, Jesse Lee Ward passed away. I'm not really sure what to say. Um, Death is really hard for me, especially cancer-related deaths. And I just wanted to let anybody that was ever touched by her life and her family and her friends know that they were in my thoughts and that I'm so sorry for their loss. Losing someone is really hard, and I know how that feels. I just wanted to address that before we went any further. Um, It happened after I had already produced last week's episode, so I wasn't able to add it in. And it also gave me the ability and the time to sort of process it. Cancer is a tough one for me. So I want to let you know that today's episode deals with a couple topics that might be triggering to people. Nothing that we go too in-depth into Uh, but they are mentioned. And so I just wanted to let anybody know in case they come up as a surprise. We talk about social anxiety. Uh, We also talk about abusive relationships and there is a mention of self-harm in passing. And we also talk about unpacking baggage and the exploitation of children in multi-level marketing as well. So other than those topic mentions, it is a pretty lighthearted episode that I think you will enjoy. We have a couple laughs and it is a good time. I also want to say thank you to our newest Patreon member, Nicole Fuller Godding. I really appreciate it. We are gearing so much stuff up. I've started going live on Mondays. I set a reminder. Everybody in the Patreon is like, yeah, right. You always forget. I always forget it's Monday. I set a reminder. I put it in my calendar. It's on. We're going to be, we're going to be hanging out every Monday morning, Pacific time, because that's where I live. <laughs> if you want to come hang out with us on Patreon, we've got new Hunberta episodes coming up that I am, that I am filming. It is in the works. I'm working on that. We've got all kinds of stuff that is coming up that you're going to be really excited about. So please follow along on social media if you are not already. That is the best place to get the most updated information. You can follow either my personal account or the podcast account. Things that are pertinent to both, I share on both. So you won't miss anything that's important. And then last, as I am gearing up for the holidays, I am looking for stories for November. So what I'm looking for are culty stories. It doesn't necessarily have to be a cult. It could be that one time that you went to that one festival and things got weird and it got a little culty or that one time a few years ago where you experienced something and now you look back and go, hmm, that was weird. Those are the kind of stories I want to hear. It doesn't necessarily have to be a cult. Just anything that is, I mean, sorry, Sarah, a little bit culty. You know what I mean? Please send those in to me. You can send those in um, as an email. You can go right on my website. There's a contact form. You can send me a message on Instagram. That works too. You can leave it as a comment if you would like, or even better, in my preference, if I had one, you can head to SpeakPipe and you can leave me a voice message. I am going to be playing these 
in the intro of the November culty episodes. And so if you would like to help me make an episode and be a part of something like that, I would love to have you. And then my last note, which I just kind of thought was funny. And I think this is maybe, maybe it's just me. I think it's funny. In this episode, we talk about Canadian MLMs. And one of the Canadian MLMs we talk about, one of the owners was featured on a Canadian television show called Dragon's Den. And Leanne says that it's the Canadian version of Shark Tank. And so I looked it up and I found out the origins. Actually, Shark Tank is an American version of Dragon's Den, which is a Canadian version of a Japanese show where it originated called Money Tigers. And I just thought all of those names were so cute and I just had to share. Anyway, enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we're actually talking about a couple MLMs. I've heard of them, but I know nothing about them. And we're also crossing the border into Canada to talk about Canadian MLMs and just the whole thing. So I'm really excited to welcome to the show, Leanne Kamau. How are you? I'm good. What about you? I'm doing okay, but I'm very excited to talk to you because you were deep in a couple MLMs that like I don't even know anything about other than I've seen their names in the comment section of TikTok. Yes. <laughs> So I'm going to have you sort of introduce yourself, start from the beginning, and let's go through this MLM journey of yours together. So my name is Leanne, and I'm 28, and I have my social services diploma, criminology and policing degree, and I'm currently studying social work online. So I'm originally from Canada, as you mentioned, and I'm from a small French Acadian town in small Nova Scotia. So I had to Google it because I was like, how much, what population is my hometown? So as of 2021, according to Google, there was 7,678 people. Very small. There's like Very small. nothing there. So I grew up like everyone in my hometown being like, oh, who is your parents? Or, hey, you look familiar, whatever. It's like a retirement town, I guess. Everyone knows everyone. Very interesting. People call it like the, the retirement town. There's two grocery stores, two, three gas stations. Everything closes at 5 and 8 p.m. And it's like a ghost town. Uh, and to go to town where my partner is, where he's from, it's probably like 30 to 45 minutes away. And that's where your superstore is, Dollarama, McDonald's. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Small town life. Very small town. I lived in a very small town. We had one grocery store, like four or five stoplights, two Starbucks in the same shopping center, oddly enough, a McDonald's, small. And I want to say, I mean, it was a small town and there's probably at least 20,000 people that live there. So wow. it's almost triple the size yeah. of your town. And that really felt tiny. Yeah. So I can imagine how small your town is. Very small. Yeah, everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows everyone's business. So when I had the opportunity to leave, I'm just like a <laughs> province over and we'll get into it. But I was like, hell yes, let's freaking go. So I guess my MLM journey started back in 2015 and we're going to get right into it. 
it has been a long time. So I tried to remember like as much as I could. Way back, I was in the process of graduating from my social services diploma from college. And I was still working at my high school job at a small town local grocery store, traveling to and from school, finishing my schooling. It was super intense, doing homework, studying for exams. And my partner at the time was not supportive. And he was very much emotionally, mentally, psychologically, and physically abusive. So it was awful. (sighs) Yeah, wow. Yeah. So I was dealing with a lot and I was like trying to fix him, I guess. And (laughs) he'd be like, stop counseling me and whatever with your social services, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not. I'm just trying to understand why you are like this. So it was interesting three years. So moving a bit back while I was in the process of graduating high school my mom who was a single mom growing up she had to take care of myself and my two younger brothers who are identical twins so it was kind of like a shit show growing up they were always like (laughs) tackling each other luckily we grew up in like an old house and like they couldn't break anything so it was kind of okay it was intense so we grew up very much in poverty we had to go to the food bank and we had to do what we had to do to survive so mom wasn't really working growing up and as I was writing these notes I was like man I am very surprised and like very lucky that she didn't fall into this type of MLM lifestyle like it could have been that way but it didn't thank goodness so eventually she met this man who she knew was an alcoholic but moved in with him anyways because she was going to lose our house like she couldn't afford it anymore she as well wanted to save him we very much had that savior complex I think within (laughs) our family so yeah mom lost the house and she moved in with him so long story short when I had met my partner it was a getaway from their house but not knowing I was moving from a bad environment into another one. Right. So that was interesting. So there comes my MLM beginning. So I don't remember who my upline was. It had been so long. But I do remember that the market was very saturated in my hometown, especially being 7,000 people, like a lot of sensi reps in there. (laughs) It's always the case, right? Saturated market. But I do remember buying the kit getting all the supplies the bags from the consultant store I was like in I was like all right I'm gonna do my business I'm gonna get extra income except from otherwise than working at the grocery store maybe I don't have to graduate and do something in my field maybe I can work for Sensi as if right I was (laughs) dreaming I remember my partner wasn't very supportive, saying it was a waste of money. And even though he was an asshole, he was kind of right, but deep down. And he also said it wasn't going to pertain to anything, I was gonna, but I was going to prove him wrong. So despite having low self-esteem at the time, I remember having one sensi party at home, and it did go really well. And But eventually just everything died out and I just kind of sold my inventory dirt cheap just to get rid of it I remember like responding to marketplace messages oh yeah come pick it up <laughs> it's so uh. I'm sure since is pretty easy to get rid of because like a lot of the con- like complaints that I've heard from people are like it's expensive so if you're selling it for dirt cheap super cheap I would think it's probably sells pretty good in a going out of business sort of setting 
Yeah, I remember I had this like stupid like little keychain thing and it was a unicorn and it was in a little tin but plastic and it would it sold and I was like, you know what, whatever. It was like an older woman that bought it. I was like, okay, it's out of my hair. Fast forward to my breaking point with my partner, I couldn't do it anymore. I graduated from college. I was doing full-time outreach work, small town. I graduated from my high school. I ended up working there as outreach for the French school board. So I was like, hey, I'm back, folks. My teachers were my coworkers. So it was super weird. My principal was my boss. Super weird. Can you imagine? I could only imagine going back to school, the school you recently graduated from a few years ago, and being like, I work here now. Yeah, and I was a good kid. So I imagine if I was like rebellious and an asshole, (laughs) they would probably be like, hell no. And I stayed for almost three years before moving to New Brunswick. So I was doing great um, working. I was in it, advocating for clients. And it was great. It's kind of my jam. But the weekdays and the weekends were kind of rough, right, with my partner. So after three years or so, I left. And I was doing research today as well. And statistically, it takes up to about seven times to leave an abusive partner. And I left after three. It's saved my life like I will be forever grateful that I had it in me to get away but after I was a mess so I had to go back to my mom's back into that environment is awkward it was super weird I remember crying from work and I was just a mess and I had a guy at my workplace who I met that I was like kind of chasing but he had his own issues his partner had cheated on him and had a baby with that partner. Oh, wow. And he, I remember he had put down his pants and he showed me his cutting scars from his thighs. Oh and he God. said, Leanne, I want you to know that if she messages me like tomorrow, I will take her back. And I should have known then like that was a red flag okay, you have your own issues to deal with. Oh my gosh. But at the time, I was craving like affection and I wasn't receiving it after all that time with my ex-partner. So I was just looking for an outlet. But he led me on. I was so depressed. I was crying. I was so upset but happy at the same time that I had left that abusive relationship. But at the same time, it's all I had known for like almost four years. So yeah. You're jumping from one frying pan into another frying pan into another frying pan into another frying pan. Absolutely. And I hope your ex got the help he needed. Therapy. It's great. Right? Love therapy. Huge advocate. And that's in this as well. So I could not believe that I was moving back to my mom's. And I had left when I was 17. So moving back in like my early 20s, I was like, what the hell? This freaking sucks. So eventually I was like, all right, I work in this shit. A lot of people had it really rough in my hometown behind closed doors. I was very surprised. But I said I work with these type of clients in abusive situations. I can't live in it too. So I was in debt, couldn't afford my own place. And my mom wasn't in a in a place to help me find my own place. She was cleaning buildings like banks and fishery offices and stuff. And she still does after 10, 11 years. But we weren't making ends meet. So I couldn't turn to her. But I had found this apartment for $500 at the time. Wow. Can you imagine, like, how cheap that was? And what year is this? 
this was like 2017. <laughs> yeah. Internet was included. Wow. And I remember like my living room was attached to the laundry and it was like coin laundry. Oh, so God. that was kind of shitty. That's why it was so discounted. <laughs> yeah, that's why. And I remember my family is so weird. Like my mom, I remember her saying, I remember upstairs, there was like people who were addicted to drugs and they weren't clean. And I remember like being in bed one day, just reading my book and I heard boom, bang, clash. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And I remember texting my landlord and I said, I think they're fighting up there. I don't know what's going on. And he ended up kicking them out. That was fun. But I ended up turning to my dad. And even though we're not close, he's in the military. And I was like, I need help. Your daughter is like suffering. I'm the oldest. I'm your only daughter. Help a girl out. So he gave me money for like my first month's rent. And I moved. And I remember opening the door of the apartment. It was dark. It was gloomy. And I remember crying. I'm like, I'm going to live here. Like, where, what am I doing? It was empty. It was just so depressing. But it not knowing, like, it was, like, a fresh start. But I, it was the best thing that I had done. I had gone to therapy. I wanted to be okay, like, living alone and living independently. And I wanted to work on me. So eventually, I painted the walls, made it all cute, brought some little house plants. I killed a couple, but that's okay. <laughs> I went to the gym, which was like two minutes away. And now, back then, in my early 20s, I used to be like 150 pounds. And now I'm not. But I'm like, oh, shit, it would be nice to fit in my jeans again and be where I was then. But it's all right. So you're getting your life back together and you're getting yeah, a sense of freedom. Yeah. You're making your own decisions. You're starting your life over. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. And I was working on me. I was going to the gym every single day right after work. After a year from being by myself, completely alone, it was pretty quiet. So I ended up getting a cat from the SPCA. My ex didn't want me to get my own, the cat that we had together. So I was like, well, I'm going to get my own. And I even remember going to the SPCA, going to look at cats, and I was bawling. I'm like, it's not the same. Like, I was a mess. So I remember there was this calico at the time. She was so ugly that she was cute, and she was only there a week. So I got her. My kid pet her, though, and she's still with me. She's on my dresser right now. <laughs> but I brought her to New Brunswick. I said, let's go, Sage. We're moving. But yeah, I was doing me, and it was really fun. So eventually, I met my current partner back in 2018. He's in the Canadian military. And at the time, he was reserved. So he was gone often. And we had done 11 months apart. And it was kind of rough because he was leaving an abusive relationship as well and kind of working on himself and going to the gym and doing all the things and going away on courses he was gone a lot and I had no support for my family. Like my mom and my godmother would say, oh, Leanne is going to be depressed. She's going to eat the whole fridge. Leanne's going to end up at the insane asylum. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Thanks for the support, family. Yeah, it was bad. So I ended up going on escitalopram, medication for social anxiety. I've been on it for a while, 2018, 2019. Because uh, I couldn't even eat in public and I'd be like oh my god I'd always have to plan an escape okay the exit door's there there's too many people watching me if there was too many people behind me I didn't like it like it was 
it wasn't good. So I had trust issues and I had to like, my partner so patient. I made him go through all these quote tests. And it was awful. But we got through it. 11 months passed. And he's, yeah, I'm moving to New Brunswick. Do you want to come with me? think this is going somewhere and I was like yeah absolutely so I packed a u-haul and put my cat in the kennel and I said let's go so we drove around which from my hometown is probably eight hour drive and I had never drove to New Brunswick before never for that long so it was piss pouring rain I didn't know where I was going I kept taking tabs like calling him like wait for me you're driving too fast I don't know where I'm going or but our relationship was going well as most of the audience may or may not know is that it's hard to find a job when you're a military spouse so depending on our spouse's rank or trade we risk getting posted a lot and moving so Luckily, that's not my situation, but it does make it hard to get a job because employers, once they figure out your military spouse, they say, oh, how long are you going to stay? There's Mm. stigma on that because they don't really want to waste their time. Yeah, they don't want to invest in somebody who might leave in six months. Exactly. It's pretty discriminatory. I understand from the business side, but it's not great. And then also it pushes a lot of people like you into scams like we're about to find out yeah. because you can't get a quote normal job because you're being discriminated against because you live this life where you move around. Exactly. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. 
They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash M-L-M to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash M-L-M. Before moving to New Brunswick, I remember coming up for one day and I had five interviews and my partner, he was a bit familiar with the area. I ended up working at a group home for doing shift work. So me, comfortable for three years, 8.30 to 3.30, working at a school board, doing shift work, 12 to 16 hour shifts. It was like a huge culture shock. And with little kids, I remember opening the door and the first thing that I see is this little boy and he jumped on me and I was like, oh, hello. And he was two. And I was like, oh man, you're so little to be in a group home in care. Oh my gosh. So it was crazy. It was, there were very little kids, but the group homes are run by 24 hour staff. So there always needs to be someone there. So I remember doing double shifts, which were 16 hours. It was usually four to midnight and midnight to 8 a.m. So that was wow. rough. It was interesting. So I stayed there for six months. But at the same time, I had joined Sensi again. <laughs> for some reason, Sensi kept just roping me in. I was like, oh, you know what it is? I think it's the colors. Mm-hmm. They're so happy looking. And I was like, oh, it's so colorful and everything's great. I mean, they've got cute stuff. They do. And their little wax melts smell really good. And their warmers are the gateway into the whole scam. Pretty much. I fell for Scentsy. It's not even funny how hard I fell for Scentsy. It's not even funny, you guys. It's ridiculous. And just recently, I went into my spare room and I went to grab, I think, my watch. And I was like, oh, my bulb, my, my Scentsy warmer's off. And it's always on. So I put a new bulb. It turned on. At the end of the day, it turned off again. So I'm like, well, it's the warmer. And I don't remember who I bought it from. I don't want to track down a Sensi rep. So I messaged one and they said, I think I bought this from you. But part of me just wants to chuck it out and order from Amazon, which is probably what I'm going to do. But I'm like, that is so annoying. So I hate that. And that's how they trap you. Yeah. That's how you keep getting in and funding these businesses. It's ridiculous. And I had someone message me this week. I started making my own wax oh. melts from just soy and oils. And I put these, oh God, what's it called? Macra dust or something. So it sparkles when it melts. Oh, mica. My- yeah. And this girl messaged me this week and she said, hey, she messaged me. She said, hey, I'm going to PM you. And I was like, yeah, okay. And she said, hey, do you have wax melts? And I said, yeah, I do. She's like, okay, I like really strong scents. 
like Sensi. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was looking to see what smells strong, but I kept telling her, like, what smells strong to me isn't going to smell strong to you. Right. Everyone's sense of smell is different. And she's like, oh, well, I know if I'm going to like them. Thanks anyway. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> You're supporting a real actual handmade business, hand poured. I have my own little stickers and all that stuff. But anyway, so yeah, back in 2020, I had joined Sensi again. And that feels like forever ago. But she had welcomed me to New Brunswick. And we're a small town here as well. But I feel like we don't run into the same people as much because it's it's not constantly posting season, but twice a year is posting season, I believe. And around this time, it would be. So a lot of people come and go and most people you'll never see again, which is okay. (laughs) So explain what is posting season to a person that lives in the United States and has no idea. (laughs) Yeah, so... Posting season is basically people are posted here to Gatestown area in New Brunswick. And this is like the biggest base in Canada for the army. So people get posted here. So they'll be in their hometown, let's say in BC, Canada, British Columbia, and then they'll move here and they'll live here, be posted here for however long their posting is for. So six months, year. We've been here six and going in August and probably won't be going anywhere for a while, but yeah. Okay. It's kind of interesting because in all these military, like we're in the military housing, which is kind of culty. Only military people can live in the PMQ is what we call them, right? So it's kind of weird. We kind of lucked out. Like we have a single so there's no name. Na- we have neighbors, but they're not attached to us like in a row house, which is fine because between me yelling at my dog howling at the sirens, he wants to help the emergency vehicles, <laughs> or my partner playing his electric guitars. I'm glad we don't have anyone attached. So we have a little backyard. No kids yet. So our spare room is like his and hers office. But some PMQs, they don't have any privacy, which would be kind of shitty. Or shade. Like, right now it's really hot, so I can't imagine not having shade. And I can't do much heat, so I can't imagine. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's wait lists as well. Oh. Long wait lists. We went to a wedding of our friends, and they sold their house waiting for a PMQ. Oh. So he's in our basement right now. And the wife and the two little boys under five, I think, are three hours away. So he travels every single weekend to go see them. And he's in our basement. And our dog has a new friend. And he loves it. It's kind of nice, though. He does his own thing. But yeah, and his wait time, his wait list, probably January, maybe not, could be longer. But hopefully for him and his kids' sake, like, they they just got married and they're doing distance. Wow. And that's super shitty. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. These are a lot of realities for military families that I think people who either aren't familiar with the military or, and don't have any connection to it just don't understand that you, you're gone for a long time and it's there's not a lot of control and... You're even saying like he's driving every weekend to be able to spend time with his family. That's a lot. The military, you have to be very independent. Luckily, I become very independent and resilient. But yeah, so I did join Sensi again. And this girl, she had welcomed me to New Brunswick. 
we chatted for a little bit. Just, oh, hey, how is it going? Welcome. And then she started talking about Sensi. And she mentioned that she was a consultant, just kind of randomly. I said, oh, I'm obsessed with Sensi. And that maybe she could be my new consultant. So she was doing a party for a company that she sold earrings. I think it's called Newborn Feathers. I think maybe it's a Canadian thing. I'm not sure. I think it's like little studs and they're different colors. They're dyed, I think. And they look like kind of little gemstones, kind of. And I think, I don't know how much they go for. I think 70 bucks. Jeez. Tiny studs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's an MLM. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she was trying to get me to buy something for her party. And I was like, oh check it out no and around the same time I had started my craft business like the wax melts I was making bracelets so that was kind of nice and it was all handmade and personalized so it was kind of cute and she ordered one so she was supporting a real small business but at the time I forgot that I was also selling Arbon <gasps> at the same time as Sensi she was potentially going to buy essential oils from me from Arbon. And at the same time, she wanted to try some fistics. And we thought, oh, maybe we could do like a quid pro quo, like a switch, like you buy for me, I buy from you, which is a total waste of money. Totally. Total MLM thing. Absolutely. Yep. So she was interested in the preferred client thing with Arbonne. So basically, instead of being a rep from Arbonne, you're a preferred client. And it's kind of like the next level down. So it's 20 bucks for the whole year. And you save $20 off your orders and 40% off value packs. So she wanted to do that. I was like, okay, cool. Yay. I got one. At the time, it was like a big win. I got one. Yeah, I got one. Like it's a fish or something. My goodness. Oh, man. (laughs) I was telling her that for a consultant, you can't go wrong with Arbonne. It's only $60 for a whole year and that people joined only for the discount. As they do most of the time. So I even told her that you don't need to sell much stock or inventory and to keep your website. So you can really just, quote, make it your own. You can't. But at the time, I thought, yeah, sure. So do you get a bigger discount in Arbon when you're a rep versus just a preferred customer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's still even another incentive once you join and become a preferred customer to get a slightly bigger discount by joining as a rep. Yeah. There's still that continued. There's more if you just take the next step forward. Exactly. Okay. That's how they try to get you in. So she said, oh, it's the same with Sensi. And she didn't really get into that much. But And we tried to hang out in person, but it never worked out. And mind you, like I was lonely. My partner was away for six months for the first time ever. So it would have been nice to connect with someone in person, have that sense of the military community of what it's supposed to be but that's another issue and she was one of the first girls that I connected with when I moved here so we chatted for a couple of weeks but nothing longer than that she only talked about Sensi so I was sending invites for Arbon parties and she said she'd think about it and then she gives me her Sensi website and I was potentially like looking to make a sale or get a sale or buy something from her she didn't want anything from Arbon after all, but I wanted something from Sensi. 
But I tried to convince her, like, well, if I do a Scentsy party, maybe you can do an Arbonne one. I'm still trying to do, like, the, the thing, like, the switcheroo. It didn't work, though. It was kind of funny. I asked her if she wanted to do an Arbonne party. And then I'd do a Scentsy party, but that never happened. She said she hadn't had anyone join her Scentsy team yet. And that, quote, a lot of people think negatively about direct selling companies. I wonder why. So even then, like, she kind of knew that. Was yeah, that she has a little bit of self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of missed selling Sensi at the time. And she said I could join again for free and that I've been missing out on a lot of stuff. So I thought, well, shit. Well, you I gotta. can't be missing out. Yeah, I had to. I just had to. I said that with Arbano is tricky. And the girl that I had joined under... I didn't get any promotions or rewards and I couldn't even get even this hat incentive that I think I wrote to you in my email. I was like, it's a stupid hat, but I want it. I want the stupid hat. It was so stupid, but I wanted the hat. I wanted to take selfies with my Arbonne hat too. Like I wanted to fit in on social media. I said, what do you mean? Like I can rejoin for free? And she said, yeah, you don't need a certain amount to keep your account with Sensi, and she said that you need you only need 200 PRV personal retail volume a month. I said, oh, that should be easy. So does that mean you have to sell? Uh-huh. Or can you also buy? Does it is there a distinction there with that? Yeah. And like, of course, I know that I did it. And like other reps, I'm sure they do it too. You buy stuff like for yourself, and then that goes up and towards your PRV or whatever. I remember asking her, is it crazy to join more than two MLMs at once? And she said, no, my friends do it all the time. So I was like, oh, okay, well, it must be a thing that people do. Well, if that's the case, sign me up. Exactly. So I had been with Arbonne since May, I guess, 2020. And I told her that I liked their products, but it was hard to get promotions. And then my upline had all the rewards. I think there's a lot of favoritism with my upline and like her upline. Super annoying. She got the hat and I didn't get the hat. I felt pretty resentful about the stupid hat. (laughs) We were and we were doing the same job. I was like, what the hell? I want the hat too. So I asked the Sensi rep if they had discounts. And she said that they don't get paid for how much PRV that they get but if they get prv they'll get 76 dollars from what people buy and there's a world tour that sensi does and that her ceo and founders always does live videos for these world tours incentives too so that was kind of confusing i was like okay so to me it just sounded like a bunch of like word salad and like jargon that I just didn't understand. Uh, what is a world tour? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, she said something about going to Disney, but that's not the world. <laughs> that's Disney World. Like, they're going around the country? Yeah. Physically? Apparently. I was hmm. like, okay. Like, little mini convention? Yeah, from what I understood from it, but okay. it was confusing. Like, I was like, all right, sure, that sounds fun. So I said, should I wait to join after I do a party? And she said that she asked her upline and that it doesn't matter because the VIP group that she creates, I can just use that when I'm a rep type of thing. So I was like, oh, 
okay, well, okay. the work is kind of already done for me. Like, that, that sounds okay. So as it turns out, the reinstatement kit wasn't free. It was $77. Oh. So I had to pay to play. Yeah, there's the catch right yeah. there. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I thought this one's going to be free, but I guess not. So you join for free, but then you have to buy the kit and the kit is 77 Canadian dollars. So you have to spend an additional 77 to get the kit to join. Yeah, there's the pay to play. Even when it's free. Exactly. Even when it's free to join, yep. it's still not and free. And there was even a website cost. Like, I know how it is in the States, but in Canada, it's $12 a month, but you get three months free. Oh, I guess that's generous. Three months free. Yeah. The three months free is probably included in that $77. Probably. That would make sense. So that you can focus on your business for three months and not have to worry about any outgoing costs because this kit takes care of the first three months for you. Exactly. That's probably what that is. Exactly. Shady. So I started to get excited though. And I was like, oh, I'm going to rejoin again. I'm going to restart my business. So I went down to Sensi Rabbit Hole and I remember going on Pinterest and having, creating all the boards. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a board for this. I'm going to have a board for that. Yeah. And I was so pumped. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have a board for Sensi Circles. going to have a board for laundry stuff, pet stuff too. Oh, people have lots of pets. I can use that. Sensi Suds or whatever. Ugh, gross. Just makes me go back. Right. And you just put your link and you hope that people pin it and share it and that random people find it. And when they go, this is amazing. I need it. They click your link. Yep. And that you get that sale. Exactly. I see that all the time on Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the starter kit, I had to look it up. It's $129 Canadian. So it's not like it's pretty expensive for their restatement kit. Yeah. Ugh, it was silly. But after I hosted a party, I became a consultant and she said that I would already become active and work towards that 200p RV. And if I didn't get the 200p RV a month, I wouldn't go inactive. I would just have four months to get that PRV. Okay. Yeah. So that was still confusing to me. I'm not good at math and organizing numbers. So I was like, okay, cool, sure. So I tried logging into my old Sensi and just didn't want to work. I had to email them and it was just annoying. And I did do well on this party as well. But I asked her before joining if my luck was going to be different. She said that she didn't have luck selling with Sensi because people think negatively towards MLMs. So she said, God forbid they support a small business. And I remember saying that it's definitely a hit or miss. I thought, oh, well, I'm coming from experience. I know like how hard it is getting those sales and that I had trouble with our bond. So I kind of know. She said that for Sensi, they buy their own swag and they just write it off as a business expense. Like they all do on their taxes. She said that she's never been on the world tour or Disney trip thing, but her director was helping her earn the trip. And I don't know if she ended up going or not. Who knows? And to set up my party, I remember I had to choose three different items that I wanted to highlight and why I loved them. I was like, okay, sure. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So how long did your second round with Sensi last? Pretty long. Longer than Arbonne. 
Because with Arbonne, I was just, like, losing patience. I was like, nope, this is ridiculous. I can't get these incentives. There's a lot of favoritism. The team calls were, like, ridiculous. They're all the same, like, all raw, whatever. And I remember messaging my upline. I was like, okay, how, why isn't the calls, like, giving us skills? Like, the how-tos? I was like, why is it always, like, testimonials, quote, testimonials? And, like all this bullshit stuff. I was like, I want to know how to run a business. Like, give me tools and skills. And she's like, oh yeah, that's going to be on the next one. No, this is ridiculous. So since it was longer, I remember making the samples with the wax. I got these silicone trays. They took a long time putting them in the little baggies, making little labels on each thing, what it was. And a lot of people were like sample hungry and they didn't want anything else except samples. So I was like, okay, well... No, like you can have two, but you got to buy something too. You're explaining basically happy mail. Did you, were you doing happy mail each month for your customers? I wanted to, but like I couldn't afford to. And I was like, no, but I do remember, and I know this has been mentioned, I think on your podcast, I waited for my student loan money to come in and I bought the reinstatement kit. So I was like, oh, God, I'm one of those. With your student loan money? Yep. It was so bad. I was like, oh, no, I'm one of those people. (laughs) Yep, to buy my kit. So I was like, well, I don't really want to dig into that and get stamps. Because, like, here, a roll of 50 stamps, of 50 letter mail stamps is $100. So I was like, I can't afford to do that it'd be super easy to just stick a letter mail stamp and mail it drop them off at the canada post and that's it but i was like i can't afford to do that i did have a board on pinterest of what it looked like in my dreams if i would have had a magic wand i would have been like oh this would be great but no i couldn't afford to it was ridiculous but i did try to do a couple samples if they did place an order then i would send them a couple of samples and stuff. But other than that, no. So you also mentioned in your email that Norwex enters the chat. At what point does Norwex show up? Norwex, I had done a party because I remember wanting to have a party and I lost my job with legal aid and COVID hit at the same time. I remember wanting kind of like a pity party, which was like super bad right oh I lost my job please let me get these rewards from Norwex and all that stuff but and I do remember dabbling into pharmacy Mm -hmm. which you had tagged me in that video there the, (laughs) the compensation plan which I never sold anything the rep just approached me I made an account and I signed up it was a pain to sign up for oh there's something about compliance 
with Sensi. I had my creations page for like my own personal creations and I had posted Sensi stuff on it. Then I received an email from compliance saying that I couldn't do that. So I was like, well, that's stupid. Should be my business. I should be able to post wherever I want, right? So I remember compliance messaging me for that. And I was like, well, that's stupid, but okay. Because I don't want to get sued or whatever this works. Like, I was terrified. I'm like, okay. Well, let's talk about these two MLMs that you mentioned that I have only heard of in MLM lore on social media. People being like, I was in Tiber River. I did silver icing. Anybody remember that? And I'm like, I have no idea what these are. So let's talk about silver icing and Tiber River. What does silver icing sell? So Silver Icing, I did take notes on it. They are a clothing company. So they're female-led company that sell clothes. Okay. So they're a boutique. They have different brands that are sold on this website. So they have a couple. I don't know them right off the bat. But the CEO was on Dragon's Den, which is like the Canadian version of Shark Tank. So that's kind of cool. Okay. At the time, they didn't think she was going to do well at all and they thought she was going to fail but i did some research today and as of 2020 the company is worth 33 million dollars so like she did wow like good for her but it is expensive to join it's 75 dollars, and you get a hundred dollar credit so a lot of people join just for that just for the store credit yeah but it's expensive i mean you earn an immediate 25 dollars yeah you join for 75 and then you get a $100 credit, like, to, yeah, to you shop. To shop. Yeah. Right. So I did that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. But the clothes are expensive. Cross body bag is over $35. A pair of shoes is, like, over $100. A pair of jeans, it's 100 to 130 It all depends. And they do pre-sales. So you can get the pre-sale price for, like, 24 hours but you have to wait until it releases there's a countdown on the website and then once that releases the countdown goes you can purchase the pre-sale price and then it's on the pre-sale tab section for a couple of days and then it goes to non-pre-sale price and they do sneak peeks of their items that's coming out that night on pre-sale price every single day so there's new items every day every single day Every single day. Yeah. And you can pre-sell a brand new item at the discounted price every single day. Yeah. And I remember, I cannot tell you how many times I put countdowns on my phone to get these items. Like, it's usually four o'clock and there's seconds and minutes. And I was like, okay, I got to make sure it's like right exact because there's so many times too that the countdown went off and stuff was sold out. And I was like, how in the world? Sometimes if it sells out really quick, they will put out another like shipment or whatever. They'll put it on again, but you have to wait even longer to get the item. And wow. the, the commission, I looked it up today. It's 25%. Horrible. Yeah. On Kenley makeup products, 20% paid on regular price, pre-sale and sale items. And 10% commission on final sale items. That is probably some of the lowest sales commission I have ever heard of for an MLM. 
Yep. And to qualify for the bonuses and commissions, the Silver Icing Affiliate, is what they're called, must be active. And the active qualification requires the affiliate to maintain $250 in sales each month to be active, which is expensive. That's crazy. Like their stuff is expensive. Right. So you've got to be selling almost an entire outfit, like with shoes a month to be able to qualify. Yeah. Or makeup. They have makeup. They had a lint roller before, like one of those electric oh. shavers. So it's like <laughs> pop sockets, like just stuff like that. And they they have a store. Like I have a lot of their clothes. How strange. It's very strange. Okay, but the one that I'm really interested in, because this comes up and didn't, did they close recently? I feel like Tiber River closed recently, right? Yep. Okay. So I'm really interested in this. Yeah, this was one that like really got me. Like I was so mad. So this one. Now, really quick, were you a rep for Tiger River or were you just like a super customer party girl? Yeah, I was a rep with them. You were a rep for Tiger River. Or sorry, not Tiger River. Tiger, <laughs> Tiger River, River used to be yeah. an exhibit at the San Diego Zoo <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> Tiber River is an MLM, but Tiger, Tiger River was really nice, actually. I'm sure it is. And Tiber River is a river in Italy. So I'm confused. I was like, what the hell? Now, what did they sell? Tell me it's Italian belts and leathers and handbags and boots and shoes. Tell me it's Italian leather goods. No, I wish. So they as well are a female-led company, and they have Bath and Body products. So they're based out of British Columbia, Canada, and I put in my notes that, yeah, there is a river called Tiber River in Italy. So no wonder people get confused. Looking up today, I put Tiber River, and Italy came up, and I was like, no. So their legal like name is Tiber River Naturals. Naturals. Imagine, a, and for just a second, everybody, imagine a makeup company coming out called Mississippi River Essentials or something. You know what I mean? It's it's just weird. It's just strange. Anyway, continue. It is weird. So, and Tiber River, there is an article on this. I put it in the in my notes. The title of the article is, it says, Former Tiber River Employees Lawsuit Alleges Winnipeg Company to Let Her Go Because of Her Pregnancy. This is a female-led organization. It's female-owned and female-led. And this is how really? they allegedly treat, yeah. So it's ridiculous. So they promote smiles and a clean and healthy lifestyle, all natural. They originally started in a basement making soap with a lemon zucchini bar soap or something like that. Something with lemon and zucchini in it. And that was their beginning. They're like, oh, we're going to make a business out of this. So they made soaps. That was like their thing. Then they moved on to body wash. They had a thing for kids. It was the color and the smell of the bazooka gum. Really? Like the little yeah. comic book gum there. Weird. I don't remember what it was called. They had a couple of things for pets. 
spray for sports, sport equipment. Okay. I mean, this, it, it sounds a nor- like a crunchy company, like Norwex. And Norwex has enzyme sprays for sports things. And yeah. it, it just kind of seems like it has a little bit of everything, like a crunchy cleansing and wellness, green living clean living kind of thing yeah uh, yeah pretty much they had uh, to like a save me spray they called it it was like tea tree and lemon or something like uh, around the for the bugs to spray how i got with tiber river is someone in my hometown of seven thousand people that used to work with my mom when i was a kid this woman worked for a company that helped start daycares in their home. So mom did that as a kid for a little bit. And I hadn't connected with this woman in years. And she found me on Facebook. She was always sporting around Facebook, Tiber River swag on Facebook all the time. There was this incentive like Soap Star. It was a black hoodie with like Soap Star teal lettering on it. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Some hats. <laughs> Some hats. <laughs> Someone send this lady a hat before right? she joins another pyramid scheme. <laughs> right? Just want a hat. So a whole bunch of stuff. It was kind of ridiculous. Something that I didn't like is that there's a woman that had passed away very unexpectedly in her hometown. And she had left behind a very loving husband and two younger girls and a sister and like her parents. And she had used that to monetize Tiber River business and be like, oh, some of the proceeds will go to the family, which they did, but I just didn't like how that was kind of used. Yeah. I don't know, it was just like taking advantage. So MLMs love to take advantage of people who need help. Absolutely. And from what I've heard from people that I've talked to that have done a lot of fundraisers, the money doesn't always actually go to the person you're having the fundraiser for. No. I know I had multiple fundraisers in LuLaRoe. The money, it never went any, no one ever got the money. Yeah. So I don't even know where that money went. Exactly. I don't even know. I like to think this went to the family. Her husband has her own business. She used to be a travel agent before COVID. I think she is again now that COVID subsided, but she didn't need the money and she knew a lot of people. So she was constantly getting sales. In one month, I remember I was so resentful because she had made $3,000 in sales. And I was in school, like finishing my criminology and policing degree, struggling and taking student loans and I ended up claiming bankruptcy as well in my early 20s because I was so much debt and I was so resentful. I was like, what the hell? Like, I would have needed that money. Give it to me. Like, I'm your downline. Help me out. So it was rough. But I remember when I lost my job with legal aid, it was around the same time and I had let her know and it was pretty rough. I had never been fired before from a job and they basically just thought it wasn't a good fit. I was too social worky for them. I guess I was too nice and too much of an advocate for the people I was working with and chatting with on the phone. So that was super weird. I remember they helped me take my box out of the office. Like it was super embarrassing. I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like it's a blessing. Yeah, I did kind of use that. Like I was cold messaging people. They told me, oh, message a hundred people and write down those a hundred people. 
friends, family, coworkers that you can cold message. You got to make your dirt list. Yep, exactly. So they yeah. said message them saying you lost your job, try to get those sales in. And I was like, oh, okay. But just making my notes, I was like, wow, this was so gross. I can't believe I did that. And it didn't work, but I did do it. No one took pity on me, which is fine. Thank God, right? In a way. Well, yeah, I mean, but you're also, now you're in a completely different place in your life. You're in a loving relationship. You're in a stable home. You have a stable life in a town that is outside of the toxic one that you were raised in. You have boundaries with people in your life because you live so far away that you're able to create those safety zones and boundaries for yourself and you're no longer you understand what mlms are but it, you compare yourself to who you were it's not even 10 years ago four years ago three years ago you're floundering you don't know what you want you don't know what you need you're recovering from an abusive relationship and be living in an abusive situation with other people where you didn't really have a lot of options or a lot of choices i, I know exactly how that feels yeah. Being like, this is my only option. I have to make it work. It's toxic. It's horrible. I don't have a lot of choices here. But the other choice is so much worse than this. So I have to compartmentalize my life to get through it. I get that. Yeah. But it's so wonderful to see you now a complete 180 from who you were even three years ago and understanding all of this and, and what it is and even you talking about it, and then I joined this one and then this person said this and I believed them and then this person told me this and they were a nice person or I knew them. It's the story. It's the story of every single person who doesn't know what they need, doesn't know what they want, doesn't know where to turn next. And someone was like, I'll help you. I've got the answer. But they don't have the answer. They're the same exact person as you. They're just maybe a couple months ahead yeah. because they're now in this MLM and they think that this is the answer, that they're still in this space. This is the answer. And then they also start to realize that if you don't get anybody else in, you're the last person in, you're not going to make any money. So we've got to get at least a couple people in. It is such a vicious, unbelievable cycle. You get in, you're stuck, you don't see it. And then when you see it, you can't not see it everywhere. Absolutely. So I know that you knew you were already in bad situations, but after coming out of all of these MLM situations, listening to podcasts and social media, educating yourself, do you see the same sort of toxic patterns in MLM that you did in those previous relationships? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's They're very similar red flags. Very. And it's interesting, like, luckily, my partner is supportive, my current one, and he has so much patience and me and my anxiety, it's way better now. But at first I was way high and he's like super chill. Oh, it's fine. Everything's going to work out. And it's like, oh my God, can't you get mad or worked up? My ex <laughs> used to do this. He used to break shit. <laughs> Don't you know what the worst case scenario could be? Why aren't you more stressed about this? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And when I lost my job, I was like, well, are we going to be homeless? There's a big homeless population here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. I remember going into Tiber River, I tried, they have this product called a shower shake. And it's a container. There's this is my CBD cream for my joints, but it's like this size. And okay. they have a small one and they have a bigger one, probably twice the size. And it's a body wash that you use with a loofah or just like a scoop of it. And it lathers. And there's loofah pieces in it and my partner was like man I don't know like 
I'm kind of itchy. And I'm like, no, you can't be itchy. It's like gaslighting him. And I was like, oh my God. And he was red and he had rashes from the shower shake. And I remember seeing posts of the shower shakes being like, yeah, I'm really itchy. My kids have rashes. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I'm so sorry. I felt so bad. I was like, you're not the only one. People have rashes from these shower shakes. I'm like, no wonder. There's freaking loofah bits in it. Ew. Like actual loofah bits? Yeah. Like it's, it was like abrasive? Yeah. It was like- What? So weird. So weird. Not a natural, like a salt or a sugar? No. Something that would dissolve? Yeah. I was like, well, that's weird. And he was like red. He had to stop using it. And it was there was one made for- men it was called the uh, hot knights like a knight like an armor shining armor okay yeah and uh, it smelled really good but he couldn't use it it's uh, yeah it just gave him rashes i'm sorry but you wash orifices yeah with body wash yeah you don't want all that in your cracks no way <laughs> that would burn oh, oh my, my god goodness. imagine the chafing <sighs> no thank well you. i'm very glad that tiger river is shut down me too because Wow. I was super happy. And I remember my uplines, upline, I approached her a couple of times and she was on the calls and the quote team calls and team trainings and blah, blah, blah. Always the same. But I remember approaching her and I said, I don't understand. I'm doing every single thing I'm supposed to. I'm doing what she's doing. Like, why isn't this working? And I remember saying to her that I usually don't stay with MLMs slash direct sales companies. I don't get enough sales and I work my butt off for nothing. I do a lot of games, do bundles, do parties, do giveaways, all the things. And I'm not, I just had no luck. And then she said, I'm sorry you aren't seeing any interest. I have to say, last November, our team sold over $160,000 in sales across Canada. That's a whole lot of Tiber love out there. And I would love to see you get connected with the people who see value with our products. Do you know why you don't tend to stay with these companies? Do you get bored easily? That happens sometimes. So it's all good. Everyone has to find their way through their journey, right? Regardless, it sounds like your heart isn't in it. Am I hearing that correctly? Your two recruits, which I had two recruits, they never sold anything though. I just wanted the recruits to get these ceramic mugs, which I got the mugs. But, and I eventually sanded down the Tiber River logo, put screen Halloween thing on it. No, you hang up for Halloween because I'm a big spooky horror true crime person. I was like, that's gonna be my mug. And then one for Christmas themed. I, I was like, nope, done. And then she said, I have seen that they aren't active. Can you tell me about them? Would they like some coaching, do you think? Your upline and I, let's call her Sally. For me, I'm saying that. Would love to keep supporting you if you don't want to give up on Tiber River. Sometimes it takes doing things a little bit differently. No. I responded by saying, so far, it's like pulling teeth. I had really good months in September. But I did a lot of stuff on my dime, and that's not right. People don't seem to buy otherwise if I don't give them 10% off and stuff like that. And that was the same with silver icing. I said I don't get bored easily, but I don't stay focused because I don't get sales. And my upline, Sally, <laughs> said I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. 
my heart is in it, yes, but I'm just getting disappointed. And then she said, honestly, I think it's just challenging to have more than one focus. And that's just my opinion. And you have revealed a lot in what you just shared. Dot. If I can be honest, there is a mindset that causes you to feel blocked and feel you have to offer different deals for people to purchase. I do spoil my VIPs. Some do, I some don't. I know deep down the inside. Tiber has immense value on full price and I feel zero obligation to discount. Not sure if that makes sense. If you still want to enjoy success, we can book a three-way call with you, Sally, and I. Not sure what she will want to do though because she's in Jamaica with her $3,000 she earned. There's always Wi-Fi so she can message on Messenger. Let me know. So at this point, I was like, so upset. I was done. I was like, nope, I'm like, how do you take messages like that? I was like, what? With a huge gravy boat full of ranch dressing, because that was a word salad like I have never heard with the side of gaslighting and a little victim blaming too. Absolutely. I can tell you're not in it. You have too many focuses outside of selling this pyramid scheme. What's wrong with your downline? Why aren't they selling anything? Everything you just said to me is really telling dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> that is like a Hun response 101 that is so robotic. It is devoid of all emotion, of all empathy, of all compassion. The blame is placed solely on you for a company that obviously was a scam and it was shut down. Yeah. The gaslighting. Is, oh. Like, these are real messages that a real person that you actually knew sent you. This is not some stranger commenting on your TikTok account thinking whatever. This is someone you had a relationship with saying this to you. It's disgusting. Yeah. People are human. Like, humans are humans. Stop treating humans like dollar signs. Stop treating people like commodities. We are people. We are humans. We are doing what you asked This is a scam. When it doesn't work, it's not my fault. It's a scam. It's not your fault. It's a scam. It doesn't work because it physically cannot work because it's a scam. Yeah. I remember eventually just ghosting everyone, leaving all the group. What else can you do? And I even remember there was always new products as well, especially for the holidays. There's like candy cane and I don't know, weird products. With real candy cane bits. <laughs> I Yeah, I think so. God forbid. <laughs> I remember you had to purchase them from the back office, but you didn't get any discount or anything from it. Or like personal retail volume, like it was nothing. Like it was just, you just bought them. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, oh yes, you should make samples from it and blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? No, I don't have the money to do that. I'm not going to put myself in a hole. Eventually I realized, no, this is, this is kind of silly. She wants you to spend more money, increase your sunk cost fallacy, get you stuck and invested even more into a scam that you're already having weird feelings about. You've already been in other things like this. You've already expressed how it it just makes you feel this way and like it's pulling teeth. You see the scam for what it is. It's just like the fact that you literally had to ghost everybody. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no connecting. There's no reasoning. There's no logic to any of this. The fact that you just had to disappear speaks volumes to me. And no one followed up. No one did check in. Of course they didn't. Nope, they didn't care. 
So I was like, oh, no. okay, that's cool. And then our mutual friend tried to get me into new skin, the freaking toothpaste. And I was like, no, I tr- I think I sold like two things, but one of my friends said that it made her teeth sensitive. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh God. So I was like, yeah. what the hell? So I eventually just ghosted that too. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So eventually, no, I just ghosted i was done i this was in 2020 i could use the shower shakes it didn't give me any rashes luckily but i just got done my last bottle and i had a lot of inventory hand soaps hand creams all the things i just finished my one of my last containers of shower shakes like two weeks ago and this was in 2020. So I had a lot of inventory that I bought. I sold a lot on Marketplace too, as we all do. I shipped some, had to pay for shipping, like somewhere, places in Canada, just to get rid of it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And all of it is below what you paid. So all of it, even though you're getting some, quote, money back, all of it is a loss. Even what you get oh, back yeah. is still less than what you put into it. So it's all a loss yep absolutely even like the sensi stuff like i saved i think two or three sensi buddies they're up in my closet still in the box i thought well maybe if we have kids someday we'll give it to them so they can drool and sleep with it whatever it's fine but yeah i just saved them like they're cute but i remember it being a pain like to get those products and you have to stay up late I'm trying to get these sales and like message people like it was a lot of time and effort it was ridiculous it's a circus yeah 99% of people that join MLMs realize it's a circus and the other 1% are like it's the best thing I've ever done it's so unbelievably wild even still to this day that that we have to defend like even comments, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. There were so many comments on TikTok. It was like people that are like, oh, so you failed. And I was like, oh my God, here we go again. Let's start yeah. video number one. Here we go. These people that leave MLMs, we understand. We see it where we get it. We've been there. We've done that. And it breaks my heart to see those comments come across my feed for me to either reply in like a snarky way. I give the energy I get. So yeah, <laughs> it's like whatever, <laughs> a snarky way or a nice way. I've delivered that message so many times. And I still I feel like so many people are just not willing to hear it yet. That's a key word, I think, is the yet piece. I think when the right person comes in their lives or something fucks up somewhere along the way and they're like, oh, huh. Well, that was kind of sketchy. I have to kind of look into that. I think then, but there's still like, I still see pharmacy stuff on my page constantly. This jet that they've been on apparently around the world, around Canada. I don't think they've been on the jet. I don't think they flew on it. I think they were just taken on this jet, like, with pictures and, like, inside. Who knows? But it's so... For the gram. Yeah. It's so silly. I'm like, there's no way. And, like, those kids of the pharmacy huns, they're working out. And they're using the shakes. And they're... And I'm like, oh, my God. You guys are, like, 10. Eat normal food. 
so dangerous. It's very sad. Very sad. And when I say it's dangerous, it's exercising is not dangerous and eating the way you want to eat. It's not dangerous. It's the mindset. Yeah. It's the mindset that you're 10 years old and you're not good enough the way you are. We need to change it. And growing up with that mindset, I grew up with that mindset. I grew up with the mindset that I could never be skinny enough. Yeah. Ever. Same. No matter what I did. So just keep being skinny and everything will be great. And like, I still fight that constantly. I'm like, Me it's toxic. Too. It's toxic. Fat phobia. Get it out of my head. But I still see and I still feel and I still constantly am fighting that every day. And it is so hard when I see things like that. When you see little kids working out or babies drinking the greens or kids like being exploited by their parents because their parents just don't know any better. And if they did, I know that these parents would never exploit their children like this. And it is so unbelievably heartbreaking and triggering knowing what the side effects of those things are as an adult. Yeah. Sad. It's just, it's so unbelievably heartbreaking. Ugh. Well, I'm glad you're out of MLM. Me too. <laughs> Currently, yeah, I'm like done with the help of your podcast, with the book of Ponzunomics. I started reading it, then I got busy, but I recently bought Emily Lynn Paulson's yeah. book as well. Hey, hon, that's a great one. Yeah, I heard it was really good. So it's on my bookshelf and I did buy Uncultured by Daniela Mastinakian. I did reach out to her, wanted to her to be on my podcast to talk about the military aspect and yes. the culty aspects of it as well. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but she's great. I'm doing all the things. I'm listening, trying to listen. I listen to her podcast every Sunday. I'm like, oh, there's a new episode. I got to listen. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah, it's very <laughs> helpful. I looked at my partner and I was like, when all this, like, my anti-MLM journey began, I was like, holy shit. It was like, <laughs> big mind blown. And Dylan, my partner, was like, you just had to wait and see. I just had to wait for you to see it. There you go. Because he said, no, Leanne, no, it's a waste of money. And I thought, no. I said, no, this is it. This is the one. This is the one every time, right? Like that mindset. And it's not. But I'm very much glad that I'm out and I I feel bad for the people that are still in. I did post a couple of anti-MLM content on my Facebook wall at first. The hate that I got, it was ridiculous. And I was just like, you know what? Whatever, you can unfriend me, you can block me. You can deal with your burnt hair with Monat. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's okay. I, like, whatever. Yeah, now I just don't have time to deal with it. I work full time with the children that are in the care system advocating for their rights. And now that I graduated from my crim and policing degree, I moved on to my social work degree in French online. So that's fun. Deep L translator is my best friend. Even though I'm bilingual, I'm French Acadian. So we use Fringlish. Yeah. <laughs> it's not formal French. Well, really quick, tell us not to join an MLM in French. In French, it would be ne joignez pas in compagnie MLM. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would probably say. Or if it's like French Acadian, I'm trying to think. I would probably say join a porn and company and company MLM. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird Fringlish. My partner's always saying, "Leanne, you're fake French. Whatever. It's a dialect. It's just different." Totally. <laughs> they had the whole 
deportation English French thing going on back in the 1800s or so languages got kind of messed up. <laughs> so, do you want to do some rapid fire questions? Sure. You don't have a choice. I'll try to prep for <laughs> these. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it. Leanne, give me a word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing. Predatory. Give me a warning to somebody who wants to join one. I would say, I wouldn't say no, but I would say to reach their own. However, definitely do your research and then use your discretion. And after all the research, like I didn't know there was all this research out there. I always thought, well, if they're doing it, it must be okay. Sure. I never thought of Googling is such and such an MLM, is such and such a scam, doing all the resources, they're looking at all the research. So definitely do your research. Super important. And then decide if you want to or not. You've been in a few MLMs. So I'm going to ask you what you think the worst one is. I would say all, <laughs> but. Agreed. Especially the one. <laughs> yep. But I would say especially the ones that like promote like dieting, like your beach body, your all those like those companies, mm -hmm. B-Tones, the one prove there, uh, pr prove it. Yes. Yeah. All the ones that like promote the diet culture, being skinny, like all that stuff. Like people right. struggle with that enough that it like it doesn't have to be like why add on to it and it's so dangerous. So I would say anything that yeah, have to do with that. What was the hardest lesson that you learned during your time in MLM? Oh, God. That, even though I failed, I won, I think, in the end, because I'm the one that got out and realized how predatory and gross and all the things that they were. So I think in the end, I won. And I'm doing like, all these things I never thought I would be doing anyways. So learning that failing is winning is definitely a hard one. What is the positive takeaway from your time in MLM? Hmm, I don't know. That's a hard one. I don't know if there is one. I guess I've gained knowledge about the do's and don'ts and the predatory aspects of it and it's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> it's tricky. No, it, I mean, learning that learning the hard way is a positive, I think. Learning that MLMs are scams. It's hard yeah. to find a positive, right? It is sometimes. Yep, definitely. And being in debt, like I was in debt, like I had to claim bankruptcy, right? MLM was part of that debt too. Right. So I really had to discuss it with my partner. And I was like, all right, I'm in my early 20s. It's going to be off my name when I'm 31 or 32 years old. Hopefully I'll be graduating for my social work degree when I'm 30. So that'll be a party and then another party when I'm discharged from my bankruptcy. But my credit for now is shot until we want a house someday. It has to fall on my partner. So it was a big discussion that we had to have. And we had this discussion when he was away in Latvia on FaceTime. <laughs> I said, so I think I'm claiming bankruptcy. What do you think? So yeah, it was very interesting. But it worked out and I definitely learned some hard lessons. You made the mistakes early enough that you're going to be okay. You learned the hard stuff early. Yeah. And you are yeah. incredibly resilient. I like to think so. Yeah. 
I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing. I, I appreciate you reaching out to me. I know it took us a while to finally connect. <laughs> My life is crazy. But you know what I mean? Like it took us a while to finally connect. And I'm so glad that we did. Yeah, it was really fun. I was looking forward to it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Thank you.